0: Hey guys, welcome back to another episode here on the podcast. This is just the beginning. I'm so glad you've tuned in to today's episode because, as you can probably see from the title, it's going to be a deep one. We're going to go back and forth between self esteem, body image, and feeling like you're not enough. And I'm also going to touch on, in terms of body image, like eating disorders. So, if you're like, if you get triggered by that, then please either skip past it or just don't listen to this because it will be. Filtering quite a lot throughout the episode but yeah um currently I'm ill <laughs> I've been ill all week and it's really made me like think a lot about this whole thing about being productive and the need to achieve something every single day I am um, at the very start of my exam season so I have my second exam tomorrow like they're all quite spread out but I'm doing my exams at the moment and I feel like I have to be productive every single day however my course that I'm doing is languages and linguistics so as you can probably tell like there's not a lot to revise for it and there's only so much you can do um for example like to prep for a translation exam it's just <coughs> learn vocab you know there's not loads you need to do and it's not like I do I don't know like a science where you've got to revise every single day that like my sister does or I don't know like psychology when there's just so much so many facts um I do quite a simple course I guess but it is hard it's very hard linguistics is so hard um but even saying that so I've got an exam on Tuesday and all week I was meant to revise and I got sick on Monday and it's currently Saturday um and for two days I was just ill on the sofa and I was getting really really stressed and worked up because I couldn't like I was asleep all day for these two days straight I had like 48 hours sleep pretty much and it was just horrible being ill for that long well not even, it wasn't even that long but just like literally bedridden for two days straight was kind of scary um and I was like I've got so much work I need to do but I, I, can't, I can't do it right now like I'm so ill I was getting worked up and then I was thinking to myself, Ellie, we've been through this, you don't need to put pressure on yourself to achieve every uh, something every single day. And I feel like that's kind of got lost in translation over the last decades, even longer in society that we have to be productive every day. A lot has come out in the last few years about if you've read the 5am club and being productive every day and morning routines and night routines, the best ways to be productive, there's so many YouTube videos podcasts um books like there's so much content about that nowadays and I feel like it does become very toxic like anything can if there's too much of it around but I think it has become quite toxic in the way that we feel the need to be productive every day and if we don't if we're not productive in a day we failed and I've seen that a lot especially with um university students especially those like in their final year or something and especially like during exams as well they think that they have to work every single day from the break of dawn to dusk or even later like all through the night as well um like goes to a point where some people burn themselves out and you just feel numb and i did that in my gcses i remember i did burn myself out um really early into the final year of gcses and that is so uncomparable compared to university Uh, stress and a-level stress even but it is just this whole concept that we just have to like do stuff every single day and I don't even just mean um university I mean people like can't just sit down and do nothing and I find it so hard to do that but I've learned that over the last year that I do love slow mornings I love days where I might be looking after my mental health instead of being productive and I say productive in like quotation marks because what is being productive yeah it's getting things done but sometimes it doesn't make you feel like you've accomplished something if you know what I mean it's like you've done your whole to-do list in a day but you feel so defated so burnt out so drained from it and it's not fun anymore um I've seen people work and they work so hard every single day Monday through to Sunday and they don't have a break and then they think on the days where they're like oh I feel so unproductive today or oh, I don't want to do work today they still push through and that is just the society nowadays being so toxic and having this effect like especially when it comes to university and exams and you have to do well you can't get less than a star or something you know what I mean like all this pressure that comes from society parents and ourselves like we gain all of this pressure from parents and society and then we put that onto ourselves and be like oh I've got to do well for these people and then that's your self-pressure and you want to do well for you as well I get that but you've got to watch like what you do with it you can't burn out it's so difficult and when I say you can't burn out like I've burnt out so many times and right now I've gotten to a point where I have burnt out um not in like a massive way that I've had a massive mental breakdown as such, as usual, I guess. Um, I've just kind of got to a point in my life where I'm like, okay, I need a break from people, from everything, just a chance to start over and really focus on myself because, sure, the last year I have been definitely focusing on myself in a way that I've never done before and I've seen massive improvements from it, but I need to get back onto that. I've definitely neglected myself myself over the last few months and I'm saying to myself after exam season I'm gonna just take it slow and just pull out if you know what I mean and it is really hard when it comes to this idea of you have to be productive every day and you have to have an idea of what you want to do with life and I have always been not always been but recently I just want to advocate for you're allowed days off, you're allowed weeks off, and that comes with working, and it also comes with working out, as you know, as I always say, like, when I was ill, so last weekend, I didn't do much exercise, just because I didn't want to, and then when I started getting ill, I couldn't do exercise, so I'd gone, like, four or five days without doing a workout, and my old self would be like, oh my god, that is so messed up, you need to go work out right now, even though I was ill, but I was like, no, like, it doesn't matter if I go a week or two weeks or a month without working out. Yeah, I know that it makes me feel good when I do, but I don't have to. I really don't have to. Um, I think that is quite a good um, anecdote to kind of use for this because you don't have to do something every single day to feel productive. If you take a day for yourself, if you just watch Netflix all day, that, to me, is the most productive day you can have. If you don't do that that often and you just let yourself... Kind of just exist for a day I think those days are the most beneficial because you're like okay I'm fully recharged and yeah if you've spent your whole life working and working and working and then you spend one day doing that you're not gonna feel fully recharged but every little helps when it comes to that um but so for this next year I am dropping out of uni temporarily and it is scary to think about and I've talked about this quite a lot but we're gonna delve deep into the self-esteem side of it this episode because all my life, and I've said this, all my life I wanted to go to uni, I wanted to study languages, I wanted to be that girl and with the morning routine and walking and running around campus with an ice latte and all my books in my bag and going to a coffee shop and working. I wanted to do that for probably a decade now, I'm coming up to age 20 and I've been wanting to do that literally all my life and I think it's just because like during COVID I just kind of lost touch with myself and I said this in my episode where I talked about all about dreams change and everything else to do with uni dropping out and we're going to go into it deeper today but um, I think since COVID I just lost touch myself and just didn't realise that I didn't want to go to uni anymore and I just kind of kept up with life and what I'm meant to be doing and I was meant to go to university because everyone went to uni and you have to go to uni. And I went and I hated it. Even though I loved studying my whole life, I didn't realise that I needed a break. And I think if I went back and I did have kind of a gap here, um, to literally work on myself, I do nothing for a year and I think my parents would have allowed me to do that. Not that they have to allow me to do it, but in terms of now they're like, you need to get a job, you need to do this, but if I did that when I was 18 I think I would have just had the year to definitely recover and I would have recovered a lot quicker um but that doesn't matter now because I've recovered so it's I'm in an amazing place right now when it comes to food freedom and recovery but if I did take that year out I could have made a huge difference and instead I just did what I thought I had to do which was go straight to uni throw myself into the social side and little did I know I didn't want to do that but I just thought oh I've wanted to do this my whole life I I just didn't do like a self-check-in that is this really what I want to do and I just went because everyone went and I thought I had to go um I don't regret it like I don't think oh I regret going to uni no we learn from mistakes you can't change your past there's no point in regretting your past so we learn from our mistakes and it wasn't even a mistake I just did something that I didn't wanna do and now I've learned from that and I'm in this wonderful position now and I'm grateful. I'm so grateful that I am able to drop out in a way. I'm able, I'm so... (coughs) Sorry, I just had a coughing fit then, but as as, as I was saying, um, I'm so grateful that I'm in this position where I am able to look back and think, okay, what am I doing now? What can I learn from having tried uni for two years and really really suffered with everything that was going on and the fact that I just didn't want to be there but I didn't want to admit it to myself because I thought that I failed and when I suddenly realized that it wasn't working out for me I was so scared because when you realize something isn't working out for you and you thought that's what you wanted to do your whole life and what would make you really happy that is so bloody scary to think that that didn't make you happy because it didn't make me happy the things that made me happy about uni were the people I was with they really did help especially this year um the partying this year i um, like my first year and second year experiences were so different but I still cried in both of the years about university and I cried every time I went back every time I had to go back before I went back and when you know what I mean like I just cried so I know both my experiences in first year and second year have been so different I've been two different people completely during them, which is really weird to think about, but I have, honestly. But there's still an underlying factor that I've still cried almost every day about being there. And things that made it easier this year, you know, I've got a boyfriend who I can go see on a weekend and just escape. Um, Again, I can go down and see my sister. Like, you know what I mean? There are just escapes I have, and I've hated that because all the advice I get was just make sure you have something fun to look forward to every week to get you through it and I'm like I don't want to get through every day until something fun happens and this is a very important point here that I don't want to wish away every day until the next best thing I wanted to love every day and university just wasn't doing that for me um and yeah it was really really scary but what I've accepted now is that life is meant to be filled with all these twists and turns and there is so much uncertainty in life and life is not smooth sailing, and that's absolutely fine. We discover different versions of ourselves throughout our whole entire life. Um, and that alone just really excites me. Um, the fact that I'm not who I the same person I was a month ago, you know? Even if you don't feel it, well sometimes I do feel when I'm changing and a new chapter of me is emerging and a new version of me is coming out. Even if it's like in a slightly different way, there is still so many different versions of you where you live in different places you experience different things you have a different job you do a different like a whole life path you know um you have a different friend you meet and someone new um there's so many different versions of you and if you're looking for a point for life just focus on how exciting that learning to um getting to learn different people of different versions of you like as though they're different people like that to me just excites me to want to live life because I do get it when people are like well what is the point of life and every time I get into a conversation with someone about that everyone has their different views and at the end of the day we do all get up we go to work and then we die (laughs) like um that is our life we are a kid we are an adult we work we die that is life and if you look at it that way it is the most boring thing ever and like a lot of people be like well I don't want to do that but then the alternative is just not doing anything at all you know so that's why when people start to think about what's the point of life but there's always a point is to live because then you'll just be dead and what's the point of just being dead you know that's kind of my outlook on it and just live every day to you as though it's your last um enjoy every day that's why I always say and although that can get quite exhausting as well to always have that in your mind You get to a point where you don't always consciously think it. You're like, today's going to be a good day. And if you wake up in the morning and set your mindset and your tone saying, like, today's going to be a good day, I want to have a good day, there is more chance you will have a good day because you're in a positive mindset. Whereas if you wake up and be like, oh, I'm so tired, today's going to be awful, it's not going to go very well, is it? So that's my kind of little um, tangent about having a good mindset about life always helps with anything. Going back to the point of uncertainty, um, when there's uncertainty, there's possibility. And that's what I've learned kind of this morning, um, as I've woken up. Like today's the first day that I've woken up and thought, yeah, today is gonna be a good day. Because I've been ill all week and I've just been in an absolute slump since I've made the decision to take a year out of uni. And I've just been in this whirlwind of trying to revise every day, but I just not wanted to revise because I have no motivation and that was my problem at uni there was no motivation for me to get good grades to do well because I just didn't want to do well like it was simple as that I didn't want to be at uni um and now I suddenly realized that looking back at my attendance I did get emails about my attendance um and yeah it, it wasn't good but anyway so I woke up this morning and what made a huge difference was that I did not go on my phone when I woke up and i've not done that in so long like i always go on my phone for like just like 2 minutes or like 5 minutes in the morning just to check messages because i tend to go to sleep quite early so i just check my messages um and like this this time last year i was a huge fiend of that i'd be like you can't do that that's the worst thing for a morning routine because that was when i was in my productivity morning routine era um and it worked for me at the time but now i think you don't need a routine to be productive anyway um but now I, like, I go on my phone when I wake up just because I like to have a slow morning get-up, but now, like, just as an example of today, I woke up, and I did have, like, a lot of sleep. I went to sleep at half nine, didn't wake up till eight, um, it was great sleep. I was so tired yesterday, um, but I woke up, didn't go on my phone because I've just realised it's so nice outside in England. The weather is meant to be gorgeous for the next, like, month with no rain, which is just incredible, so, um... I'm really happy about that so and I sleep with my blind open so I just look out and it's so sunny outside I'm like yeah today's gonna be a good day um and the first thing I did was I went to get a coffee and I journaled and I haven't journaled like that in ages and I just wrote about being grateful again and I think I have slowly found that spark in me again um and that has kind of come with in a subconscious way I've kind of just let go of what I thought the perfect life was and what I've been taught the perfect life is. I.e. at my age I should be at uni. Um because right now I'm at home, which I like I was thinking last night, like why am I actually at home? Like I should be at uni if I'm not gonna be there next year. Like make the most out of being there, make the most out of the gym, make the most out of my routine, because it's different when I'm at uni and I have realized that I should be there right now. (laughs) And it's kind of funny that I'm not there. Um and I'm just at home because I have to go back and forth for my exams anyway, but, you know, that's another thing, like, I'm at home right now, and I love being at home, just for the nature, just for the deer that come up to the fence when they want to feed, and it's just so cute, and I just love being home, like, I went on a run this morning, and just a baby deer was just in the middle of the road, just staring at me, and I was like, you're literally two feet away from me, this is the cutest thing ever, um, did I take a picture? No, because I'm living in the moment, And I used to take pictures of everything, but now my camera roll, I haven't taken a picture in like a week. So there's something on that. I have decided to drop out this year. And I say drop out, I'm taking a year out, but dropping out is just easier to explain. Um, I'm doing this in order to find me again. To find out what I actually like, what I want to do in life, um, who I want to be. And... I don't know like i always thought that my relationship with my food and my body was what is what is holding me back and to an extent it was obviously the past four five six years even it definitely was my food my relationship with my body i was always running the extra mile and trying a different sport every week to try and get abs and to lose weight and it was always about that and I had such a bad relationship with those things and I always thought that that is what was holding me back and yes it is but really what's holding me back is how I value myself and how I hold myself and basically just my self-esteem because this time last year I went on that whole journey of building myself back up again and I found that it wasn't so much as I had to work on the relationship with food and like eat more, work out less, it wasn't that, because one, that wasn't black and white either, but it wasn't quite that, it was more, I need to get to know who I am again, and reconnect with myself, because for so long, I was completely dissociated from myself, and it felt like I was just living someone else's life, I wasn't Ellie. I wasn't who I am now, and it's kind of scary to think that I was just living just as a robot, I was just living this robotic and monotonous life of just food, exercise, and that was it, that's all I Consumed, and that's all I could think about. And it's crazy now, like looking back at that, I didn't realize that I just had to reconnect with myself. And literally, a week no, I'm not even joking, but a week after journaling and really trying to get back into my own mind and my own body, I already felt that spark again. I already felt like Ellie a bit more, but at the same time, I'd completely lost the old Ellie, so I was building myself back up from scratch. And that finding my self esteem, finding out who I was that was really hard but it was also quite exciting and quite fun because I didn't really know who I was and like saying it out loud is really scary but I just didn't know who I was anymore so I was yeah finding old passions finding old loves but at the same time I was just making up this whole new person and that was just exciting in itself like that's why I wanted to recover because I wasn't recovering to gain weight even though I, I knew I had to as well it wasn't so much that it was more just to find out who I am again and be able to enjoy the birthday parties and the nights out and the family days out. Because I'm not consumed by food and exercise. I'm not like, oh my god, I haven't exercised today. I can't eat when I'm at a birthday party. You know, like, that is not what's on my mind anymore. If I don't work out in a day, I'm happy. I'm like, yeah, I can just have a relaxed day. I don't need to work out. Like, that is seriously what goes through my mind now. And it's crazy how much a year has indifference. But, yeah. This year I'm deciding to choose myself and that alone is the bravest thing you can do. And I know so many people right now do not know what the hell they're doing with their life. And that is scary, I know. And when you change your mind about things over and over again, which you you are allowed to do by the way. And I feel like that's something that's we're not told about in our society. Like you don't have to go to uni. You can go then drop out, then go back and then drop out, then go back again. As one example um you don't have to be fixated on one career path you can do different degrees different careers different jobs different life paths different ways of living like you don't have to stick to one thing which our generation is leaning way more towards now but i feel like my parents generation it pretty much was and my mum has only now at age 50 completely changed her life path um into a new career she's trained for it and now she's really excited to start a new life again and I just think that is so inspiring to think that even at age 50 you can change it around you can change it around at any point in your life you can change it around at 18 and then 19 and then 20 you don't have to be so caught up in oh my god I need to get this degree I need to get the job in this degree you know what I mean it just doesn't make sense to just keep doing things that you don't enjoy anymore and it is sad when you spend your whole life wanting to do something and then realizing it's not for you makes you feel like I don't know it makes me feel worthless I guess it made me feel like there is no point to life because I'm like well I wanted to do that and now I don't want to do it what do I do now um and yeah that was scary to realize but now I've realized that with endings i possibly ending my degree um but with endings comes new beginnings and now I'm getting excited about my summer in for a whole year I've got a whole year to figure out what I want to do and I want to get my personal trainer qualification so I can do that for a year and it's just it feels so liberating to know that I have a whole year to find out exactly what I want to do and if I don't find that out in a year that's fine as well I'll probably go back to uni get my degree and then I can have another year off if you know if you know what I mean I don't have to go straight into work you don't have to do anything and so many people get especially At university, I know a lot of people, like my boyfriend in particular, who's like, I need to get my degree, I need to get a first, I need to do really, really well, then I need to find a job, then I need to do this, 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 and he's just so caught up with life, and setting himself up for the future, that he's forgotten, well, he probably was never taught this, no one's taught this, I'm learning now, but you don't have to set yourself up for the future, you can live for for a year, for two years, for three years, as yourself, who you are now. Living, traveling, being who you are and having fun. A lot of people have told me to, oh, you've got a year off, go travel. No, that's not what I want to do with my year. I don't want to travel and find who I am in Bali. No, I don't want to do that. I don't have the money to do that. I just want to spend a year getting to know who I am and really understanding what I want. And I can do that from home. I don't need to do that in a different country. And so many people get that wrong and they think traveling is going to fix everything. For some people it does, for most it doesn't. <laughs> I wanted to kind of move on to the body image side of things now with self esteem because body image is something that, oh my god, we all struggle with. I know that. Um, but I just wanted to share some things that, how I think about myself now and how things have definitely changed since I was age 12. Now, at age 12, I think is when it all started, it was probably even earlier you know you start you join instagram you start seeing all these models all these gorgeous people and people your age now getting six packs and now getting boobs and just looking like so good and you want to be them as you get older and older throughout your teens and there's so much competition to look good because you think that that's what boys like and yeah at age 15 16 all guys probably care about is if you've got abs or if you've got a butt that is so true like if anyone could say what's true at age 16 for guys. That is so true. All they care about is what you look like. But now in my age, boys don't care about that now. And I'm so thankful for my boyfriend who has definitely shown me that. Um and he's I've gained weight since I've been with him. He met me when I was at kind of my smallest weight. Now I'm at my biggest weight and he is just like, I don't care. One, you look Better and he was like, I don't want to shame you, but you do look better, you look healthy, you actually look like a woman. And then he was like, But at the same time, guys don't really care what your body looks like, they care about who you are. And then hearing that from a guy in particular was like, Wow, like that's actually so true. And I feel like we put pressure on ourselves or we put it in our minds that that is what boys want, and they want you to look amazing and to look toned and no, not really. I mean, at that age, probably. Then you carry that with you. But I think times are changing. Where if you're a nice person, people aren't really gonna care what you look like, especially when you get older. Like as a teenager, it's so bloody different. Um, and you are just like going through puberty. You're starting to realize, like, oh yeah, I want to start kissing people. I want to start having sex. I want to start, and you get attracted to people. I I know that, and the most beautiful ones, the most skinny girls I guess are the ones that get most attention I know that but then as you get older that is so not true people fall in love with you for who you are it's just in that teenage years that that is what happens unfortunately and then that sets us up for our life and it's just I feel like everyone at this age like between 18 and like 22 should definitely have time I'm not saying a year out but a time like maybe a whole summer just to focus on yourself and building up that relationship with yourself again and your self-esteem because we are knocked down so many times throughout our teenage years and then we're thrown into university and then we never have time to reconnect with ourselves and find out who we are um and I did this at university um because again I wasn't I didn't have such a stressful course but I know so many people have done that as well my sister's done that and you don't have to have like time like as in 24 hours to do it you can do it like you can find out who you are morning and nighttime time journaling you know or whatever works for you and it is so hard to get into I know but for one listening to this podcast is a start as you can probably tell you're probably starting to think like okay I want to start doing this 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 and if you're listening to this you're probably already on that journey anyway so but back to the body image thing is that now when I look in the mirror, I don't see someone with a bigger body like I did when I first gave weight. I see someone with a bigger life and I look back at everything I've done in the past year, year exactly pretty much, and I've just done so, so much. So much has been done, been so many highs and yeah, there's been some lows. There's definitely been some lows, but I always come back to last summer. Last summer was just so, so good and I just did everything I wanted to do and it was just the best summer ever oh my god um and then the first time at uni was also so good because it was the first time at uni that even though I was crying about being at uni I was the, it was the first time I was social again over the last like four years I hadn't been social for that long and I was like oh my god yay it was so fun After the first like month I was like going into uni and really loving the new course I was doing and then suddenly just plateaued and it was bad again but all the experiences I've had the last year everything I've done is just all thanks to kind of me gaining weight and recovering because the the size I'm at now um is the size I'm meant to be in order to do the things I want eat the things I want be the person I want to be I have the energy to do those things I yeah and that's the main thing like When I was at my smallest size, I had no energy. I was tired all the time. I could not see people. I was so angry. I was so erratic. I was so caught up in my own mind. I couldn't think about anyone else. I didn't think about how what I was going through was impacting my mum, my sister, my family, my friends. They were going through a hard time watching me go through a hard time. And I didn't realise that. I didn't care. I was just like caught up in my own world of just my eating disorder and it was just so hard um but it seemed harder at the time to (sighs) gain weight because I didn't realize I didn't have the connection with myself by saying if you gain weight you can do these things because I was like I really want to eat cake but I can't when it was like the end of my eating disorder kind of thing when I was starting to realize what was happening and I was getting really really sad about it I wanted to stop but I couldn't because it was an addiction it was so, definitely an, an addiction to it was a competition as well of like how less I could eat in a day and how much exercise I could do in a day and I was writing it all down day by day and making timetables not timetables but just like making logs of everything I've eaten and everything I've done in a day um with exercise and yeah <laughs> that was bad and I look back at it now and I'm like I've done that a few times every now and again and I think, wow, that is so toxic, That I, that is one of the habits that I have gone back to, I have realised in the last year, because um, again, that is a form of validating myself, and my self-esteem, I wanted to be like, yeah, I've eaten like nothing today, yeah, that means I'm a good person, and that's what I was equating everything to, I wasn't equating who I was inside as me being a good person, it was if I ate nothing but an apple all day or if I did so much exercise that I nearly fainted or I did faint you know like that was what I validated to myself as a good person a bad person was someone who ate more than they should and not worked out or did less than three workouts a day like that was literally why I equated to um a bad person and that's because my self-esteem was nowhere to be seen. Oh, that rhymes. But honestly, it was so, so toxic. And I hated it. I hated every second of it. At the start, no, I loved having an eating disorder. But then I didn't realise how much I lost and how much I was missing out. And I think having, having gone through something so bad and having lost my self-esteem so much has definitely helped me become someone who knows who they are. And I know I'm going through something else now with... Not really knowing who I am and needing to find that again, but I wouldn't be where I am right now without having my eating disorder like have shaped me to be who I am. Or I guess I should say recovery, shaping who I am. Um and I suppose at the same time, there is this kind of empowering feeling now that instead of shrinking, I decided to grow. And when I say grow, I mean obviously like weight gain, but I mean grow my life, grow who I am, grow into a new person and yeah I don't know that's just this new form of empowerment and I think that that's what we need to put out into the world that yeah we've got this female empowerment and other forms of empowerment but we don't have this empowerment for girls, boys, whatever like not it, it does not just happen just for girls, body image and self-esteem, low, low self-esteem is a huge problem with any gender, any age, any height, weight, you know what I mean, everyone goes through this and I feel like a lot of people think it's just a girl problem, it's definitely not, trust me and I've witnessed so many guys who go through low self-esteem about their body and about who they are and not liking who they are and it's really really sad to see and kind of someone who's gone through it and now I'm in kind of like a spiritual mindset about it I have this radar and I see when someone's feeling down about themselves or when I'm speaking to someone about it I feel like it sounds really weird but I feel like this kind of spiritual there's this glow around me I feel when someone's wanting to have a conversation with me about their body image their self-esteem whatever it is in that um area and I feel like oh my god like someone's speaking to me about it i can be wise and i get excited to talk about it even though it's obviously really sad to talk to them with it if they're feeling so low about it but i'm like oh thank you for coming to me and i get really excited to talk about it because it is as you can see a huge passion of mine to educate people that you need to find yourself you need to find who you are and you can do that at any age but the sooner the better obviously um as I said like it literally took me a week to realize like what I wanted was to be xyz and how I could go about it and it's nowadays it is easy to find resources to become the person you want to be but let me remind you that don't put pressure on yourself to turn into this amazing spiritual goddess type person like that's not going to happen overnight and that might not ever happen like to be fair, the whole journaling thing might not work out for you. And don't put pressure on yourself for it to work out for you because it might not. And that is annoying. Trust me when things, when people say, oh my god, this this works, try it. Um, this hack, try it or whatever, and it doesn't work for you, that is annoying, especially if it happens all the time and you're like, well, this is another thing that doesn't work for me and it makes you feel worse. Like I know that. Um, but if journaling doesn't work for you, don't give up on that you know, there's so many other things that you can do, like, I know, like, meditation and yoga is a very niche thing people don't really like, I didn't do it all the time, but it does help me clear my mind, definitely, um, walking is a huge thing to clear your mind, when I walk, I clear my mind, um, sometimes it makes me more stressed, and I'm like, oh, I should get back, I need to do work, but at the same time, it does make me think, okay, no, I don't, I'm on a walk, I'm gonna have some peace and quiet and focus on like my mental health for a second and I'm allowed to go for a walk I'm allowed to have time off and walking I think is just the best way to heal yourself especially if you listen to a podcast when you're walking I don't know if you are listening to this one when you're walking now but that's what I got into as soon as I wanted to heal I was like I need to heal I'm gonna start doing this and it was a huge help that when I started doing it and I began to see what I wanted and I wanted to be that girl who was walking around listening to podcasts and healing and people could see that she was healing. And that was just a huge journey that I'm so glad I um, embarked on. Um, but kind of summing up all the ideas i put put, um, I've said this before, but let go of what you think the perfect life looks like in terms of everything that we've talked about. But also let go of what you think the perfect body or the perfect diet looks like because the, those girls you see in the magazine, they're edited or they've starved themselves for a week before that photo shoot. It's not real life. As I keep saying, the size I am now, the size you are, right? you It's weird. The, the size I am meant to be is the size that allows you to... Yeah, the size you are meant to be is the size that allows you to do all the things you want to do and to eat the things you want to do without any restriction, and I genuinely think that there is no diet that works. My parents want to go on a diet, and I'm like, there is no diet that works, honestly, and I'm not a nutritionist, I'm not a dietitian, I don't know this, but from what I've read, what I've seen, what I've experienced, no diet is gonna sustain yourself. It's just like there is no perfect way to live, there's no perfect life plan to follow, so if you're someone like me who is wanting to follow the that girl routine like forever like yeah I started it and it worked out for me so much but then when I realized that my day will involve not me just being on my own every day because that routine works when I am on my own every day i.e when I'm healing and it was a great like motivator and great start to my healing journey to have like a focus and to be productive in terms of mental health productiveness and that is something that I did want to touch on but I'm going to wrap it up here because it's been quite a long episode but being productive can be productive for your mental health which is what the kind of that girl routine did for me walking yoga meditating journaling um really taking time to do something mindful activities and that was the most productive I've ever been in those days when I had all day every day for like, the um. í chẳng những cái chuyện gì bất kỳ phát hiện của việc viết cái chuyện gì